0: Welcome to the Modern Bruja Podcast, where we break down our cultural practices as modern Brujas.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Modern Bruja. This is Sin and my lovely co-host, Jay. Say hi, Jay. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, we just had a whole, like, 10-minute conversation how we're not well. Like, we're not well. Like, we're both (laughs) struggling. And she's like, good yeah. I'm
0: fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm totally fine.
1: <laughs> Why are we like this, Jay? Why I don't like know. This? We won't let our we won't let our attackers know we're not well. That's what it is. Yes. We're fine. We're thriving. We're Meanwhile. Amazing. Yeah. Everything's falling apart around us. <laughs>
0: Basically. <laughs>
1: oh my god. So folks, we um had a different intention for this episode and then last night Jay and I do what we do best and be like what are we talking about like what we were gonna what, but why why did That's we decide to yeah so then we couldn't remember why we wanted to talk about what we wanted to talk about so we decided to talk about nothing basically um and just do a <laughs> just do which I think you all enjoy I think they enjoy us talking about nothing
0: I mean it's not nothing I'm sure we dropped at least one
1: or two jobs I, I mean, last week we talked about nothing, and we dropped I, Jesusa, so I don't know.
0: We talked about Jesusa.
1: <gasps> well, no, that's what I'm saying. We talked about Jesusa. That was the gem. They found out that Jesus was Jesusa. That's That was the gem we
0: shared.
1: Yeah. yeah. Marie didn't come for us. No. At least we don't think so. Unless
0: this is Marie. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, bitch, you'll know if it's me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitch, she's like, I ain't going to try to mince the words. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you'll know, you'll yeah. know. Um, so instead of like talking about other things, I think we were going to talk about rituals or something like that. We wanted to talk about. Um,
0: we just want to do like
1: a vibe check, yeah, like an yeah. energy check, see what's kind of going on the energy, and then I've been getting some questions, so I'll talk about that as well. Um, yeah, so let's do a, a quick vibe check on a scale to one to five. Okay. Where do you think? the energy of the earth is right now? Maybe like a three, three and a half. Wow, we low vibrancy. We are low vibrations right now. The devil is upon us. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the energy was so whack, folks, so whack that it cut us off and we had to regroup. But we have regrouped with better energy, let's hope. I don't know what transit has happened, but a transit has happened between the last time that Jay, you and I talked.
0: Right. From the last time we attempted. Right. To, yeah.
1: The energy has shifted into a much better space. Yeah. Um, and you know, what's funny is that um, before we go back to the, to the dreams conversation, the dream conversation that we were having is that there were folks that were um saying that they felt like in this really weird space like they didn't know how to describe the space and i was definitely in that space i was like i don't know what i'm going through but i don't like it here take me out tag somebody else is it take me out this is horrible i was foul i was like foul um but i'm in a much better. what's important folks is that i'm now in a much better space i hope you are too and if not at least i'm in a much better space so Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesusa. <laughs> thank you, Jesusa. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Jesusa. I still need to make those shirts. I haven't. I haven't done them. I have to, to delegate that. Um, <laughs> um, Jay, how's your how's your energy since we last spoke?
0: Better, definitely better. But there was um, like you could just feel the the low vibrations too. So
1: yeah yeah we were feeling like oh I was feeling definitely like not necessarily overwhelmed but just fatigued by it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like because I felt like that and everything felt like that I'm just like oh everybody's just funky now like why is everybody funky anywho back to our regular conversation folks um before we were really interrupted by whatever transit was taking place Um, we were talking about dreams and you know one of the questions that I have been getting a lot this last month which is weird because it's not the season for dreams usually the season for dreams is in the fall and I get a lot of questions like naturally get a lot of questions during that time but I've been getting a lot of folks reaching out to me about weird dreams that they're having or had right Um, strangely enough since this transit that has been happening happened i haven't gotten that in the last like four days oh, so maybe okay. related yeah be related because <laughs> all of a sudden nobody's calling me up about their dreams right. um,
0: everybody got quiet right exactly
1: thank you for giving me some peace is all i'm gonna say okay. um but i did want to talk about this dream interpretation it's its own thing there are people there are people that do that specific okay. type of work and right because like dreams are not only potentially prophetic right Mm -hmm. or other things they can also just be a little bit more about your psyche and so like a person that really takes care about that does dream reading and dream telling is able to navigate that space a little bit more and say like yeah that was a prophetic dream you know what's coming you know this is what it means that's coming towards your way or like they could say like "Mm, I don't think it's that something's coming your way I think it's like you're in a situation that you don't want to be in and this is what's stressing you out in your dream right right um I might be a little bit of a skeptic here
0: I actually don't think that the majority of folks have prophetic dreams I think that that is I like I think so either I I mean I don't think that it's every dream right right but I mean we know ourselves better than anyone else so even like if you kept the dream journal and you can see um the patterns and you can go back and look and say hey was that and like learn from that experience but I think especially in the last week or so when people are like I'm having these weird dreams I think a lot of it was like purging like our brains are so tired guys Mm -hmm. especially the weirder it was the more purging you were doing you were just your brain is just like finally I can just get rid of all this stuff that you know you've been holding on from all this overthinking you were doing that's exactly
1: I think what it was people Mm -hmm. were and when we say purging, like, you're like leaving parts of you, whether you might think they're insignificant or not, right. it's actually like, a big it part, right? Like it, it, it probably is a bigger deal subconsciously than you think it is, mm-hmm. right? That it's affecting your dream state that way. And really most of the time when I have somebody reach out to me, very few times is it really prophetic most of the time it's more telling about the psyche in that moment and things that they might be purging or going through right right um I mean there are some like things that you can tell like I always remember this one like because it's a very common one but they say that if you dream of having sex in a dream I just said that all backwards if you dream of having sex no, redundant I said that all redundant right There we go um if you dream of sex right um don't ban me anchor for saying the (laughs) scx word um did you just hear my cat no (laughs) he's fighting with the door right now oh my gosh he's like i'm gonna ban you jesus christ i can't have anything nice um okay (laughs) um if you dream of sex um the Lore around that, or the prophetic meaning of that is usually that money is coming your way. And they say that actually, the raunchier the sex dream is, right, or the sexual act is, the more money. So, like, you had some interpreters that would um, be told, like, oh, I dreamt that my like spouse was like having an affair and i caught i caught them right in the act right and they're all pissed like they want to kill their spouse like i woke up and i was given a dirty look like how dare you touch another person in your dream when you're married (laughs) to me right like how dare you i'm about to kill you right and then like but the interpreters get all excited they're like um
0: no, so you're you going to get a payout.
1: Yeah, yeah. You got money coming your way. And it'd be like, "What? that's so weird. And not for nothing and almost never failed. They would either get like a new job offer, like, like an unexpected rain. Rain. lottery winnings. They always had extra money coming in their way because it's something prophetically. That's what it means. I guess. I don't know how that came to be, but they know, they know this, right. Right. They know this and, and it's not for nothing. Same. I've had moments and I'm like, I, so I wake up happy like those dreams that most people wake up like almost stab you I'm like I'm getting money yes I'm getting money I get all excited about those dreams like I feel like I don't have them enough in my life watch me have them way too many and be like looking at him, Jonathan outside I like this is pasando you know um but so like there's moments like that, like sometimes like, yeah, some folks will like, Hey, I had this really weird dream and it'll be something like that. i will be like, Oh, like watch out for something coming. Right? right. And I don't know. It's really my intuition. That'll tell me the difference. Right. Um, whether it's prophetic or not, but I can't go too much into it because it's not where my training has been. It's not where I feel comfortable either. It's not like necessarily my gift. Right. A lot of it has been learned through mentors. Right. And, um, so when I get a lot of questions about dreams, I'm going to give you the freebie here as I do most of my clients anyway, but I'm going to give you all the freebie, right? Which is when you have a dream, everything in that dream is just a reflection of you. Right. So it's not really about the person in your dream. Like if you're like, oh, I got in a fight with my sister, like, cause I, I dreamt that my sister did this to me. Right. And it's like, it has actually nothing to do with your sister. Your sister is a reflection of you and how you see yourself. So the first question I would ask would be, hmm, how would you describe your sister? Right? And sometimes they'd be like, oh, she's amazing. She's caring. Or I hate her. <laughs> like, it's all these things. And those are always really interesting conversations. Like, well, why do you hate her? It was like, oh, I don't think she's trustworthy. And the question is like, why don't you think you're trustworthy? Right. Cause that, that in the dream, right? Your sister would be a reflection of a part of you an extension of you. In fact, everything from animals are an extension of you. Like when you see a, um, oh, this is the other thing I want to talk about with spirit animals, spirit guides, quote unquote, because this is the other question I've been getting a lot about. Cause it's spring. So all the babies are coming out, you mm-hmm. know? Um, is even if you see like a fly in like the, the, you just see a a dream and if the dream is like a fly or whatever right it's not necessarily about what the fly was doing although it it can go that way I would ask like how do you feel about flies because it's really about how you feel about yourself like what's going on for you so if you want to do some dream interpretation first ask yourself like write down your dream like this is why you always want to have a journal by your bed yeah um oh my god I feel like this is how psychic become like, so um, scammers. I'm like, and then Venmo me money and yeah. I will read it for you. <laughs>
0: um, take a picture,
1: yeah. I take a picture and Venmo, thank you. No, um, in all seriousness, take a, put a journal by your bed. So when you wake up, you remember it and you write it down or some people will voice record it, right? You go ahead and do those things and then take a moment, breathe, go drink some water, do what you got to do. Maybe you come back to it the next day, but when you come back to it, really kind of look at what's standing out to you and each big part of that you're breaking down by what by what it means to you. Actually, there's a podcast where one of my mentors um, interpreted one of my dreams in the same the same way. Um, I will link it on once this episode is released, I will link it um, so you guys can listen to it because you, you, you all can use the same practice in your own life or Better yet, maybe contract a real person that does this and understands this better than I do and go to her, right? Because I'm just giving you very superficial, like, training on a podcast right now. Um, Which is, you know, look at all the key players and ask your question ask your question of, like, what do they symbolize in your life? Like, if you had to describe them to somebody, how would you describe them? And how does that reflect how you feel about yourself, right? Um, at the at the root of things what was bothering you right like sometimes you might see something on fire right that might be symbolic of either something feels like it's in fire on fire in your life or maybe something's burning down and it's part of that purge that you're no longer going to that right um, I've been getting some folks saying like oh I saw an animal in my dream is that my spirit animal and I'm just like Maybe, or maybe it's symbolizing like, you know, some people had um, dreams where the animal was dead, yeah. but it goes back to your comment, Jay, about purging. Mm-hmm. Parts of them are purging and they're, they're being reborn because this is the season of spring, right? This right. is the, the, the season that we are reborn. And it might be that those parts of you that are dead or felt dead are coming back to life or maybe are transforming into another type of life, right? So, using your dreams like that um, as a way to gauge if you've had those crazy dreams lately.
0: I was going to say a lot of shadow work too happens um, in your dream. Oh, yeah. So Trying to see, okay, what was I trying to work through in my dream? What was that? You know, is it a trigger um, to help you think that through? Because a lot of people get, um, I don't want to say like overwhelmed, but I guess for like shadow work just because it sounds scary and they don't know what that means. But it's really just getting down to what your triggers are. um, And not oh you don't have to do all of them, obviously at the same time, but working through them little by little to see, okay, what's what's going on? How can I make this, how can I improve this behavior? Um, How can I call myself out? And sometimes you do get called out in your dreams. Oh yeah, those are interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah those are those are
1: you wake up feeling a certain way after in the morning because you're like why you got to do me like that? I couldn't rest Well, you got to wake me up at three o'clock in the morning okay. I got it
0: I just feel like there's like so many different types of dreams oh, and yeah. until you like really journal and pay attention you don't realize um that's when you start to notice like oh my god there's these different types of dreams and sometimes like if you don't remember them I used to like freak out like oh my god I don't remember but when you don't remember them not a big deal if you were meant to remember it you'll remember and sometimes the pieces come to me like in the middle of the day like I'll watch something on tv or something happens where I'm like that's what happened in my dream and I remember like little pieces of it um but it's 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 so funny to see like the differences and the different types of dreams, whether it's shadow work or like conscious dreaming. Um, You know, when we're just talking about like purging. They all feel different. They'll like feel different to you. Once you wake up, you're like, hmm, what was that? And the, to your point,
1: Jay, it's like about the, you know, your journaling, it's the reflective part,
0: Mm -hmm. right?
1: And they, you know, a word on shadow work right is that I think it does feel very overwhelming to people and some people don't really know what shadow work is right right so let's actually take a like let's take a pause if you had to define shadow work
0: how would you define it Oof. um it's like those parts of you that you're not so proud of right we're like man I could really do this sometimes or I can really be a bitch sometimes but then it's like but why right um what triggers that is it a person is it a type of person why that person is it a situation why that situation it's just like getting down to the bottom of it um but yeah it could be just basically something that you wouldn't want someone else to know about you mm-hmm. or even like people pleasing to me is a negative huge sorry <laughs> yeah, you're fine huge. but yeah people pleasing to me is a negative and people don't want but that's something too that people don't want to agree to to be like I'm not a people pleaser what are you talking about you know um or even like whatever gives you a lack of confidence too where uh whatever insecurity you might have because that does show up in triggers Mm-hmm. where you're, you know, where you can act out because of that insecurity, you might not even realize it. Right. Shadow work is definitely like the underlying behaviors that
1: you have, right. Where you react from, right. It's, re- it's reactionary Cynthia, right. It's reactionary Jay. Mm-hmm. It's not reflective Jay. And it's not reflective Cynthia, right. It's also not, um, you know, it's like we're toxic sin lives, right. Like, <laughs> right sin that likes to like overindulge in food and it's a bad behavior right sometimes people stay away from shadow work because they feel like oh my god like it's that sounds so scary and depressing yeah it does right and like all the stuff and I'm just like girl like shadow work is sometimes like you're having that piece of cheesecake when you know you shouldn't but it's your trigger right food is a trigger it can be as simple as food like you're already dealing with it right but it's understanding what that trigger is that you end up going to that piece of, of cake Right. right. I can't Why remember if you said cheese or chocolate.
0: Yeah.
1: Are we tied to a type of cake? But it was good. It's good. Good
0: cake.
1: Okay. Good cake. Um, <laughs> you know, you're tied to like that trigger, right? Instead of dealing with the issue that's making you go eat and maybe avoid mm-hmm. really the issue, the shadow work is around avoidance. Right. right. Um, in this particular case. Um, like instead of just going for the cake to avoid the issue, like dealing with the dealing with the issue Mm -hmm. like why are you avoiding
0: right why do you avoid why does it make you feel that way right right so why do you people please and sometimes sometimes
1: shadows shadow work because they're underlying traits and behaviors that we have sometimes they were created to protect us Mm -hmm. and they served us they actually served us at one point as protection right? right like you know, you think about people, let's talk about people pleasing, right? Mm-hmm. If you lived in a very abusive household, right? meant Maybe a parent was mentally unstable or something like that, right? People pleasing actually became a way to protect yourself, right? It's how you maneuvered your family dynamic, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that you wouldn't get yelled at and you wouldn't get like abused right. or anything like that, right? So it was a protective thing that you did but the point is that it's no longer actually protecting you and it actually might be damaging you and so like now you're people pleasing and it's causing you
0: um the boundaries
1: right you know you, you don't feel purpose in your life you're over overextending yourself right People, right? all that stuff is like really mm-hmm. important to note um and yeah like people don't like being told that they're people pleasers because mm-hmm. it makes them feel like they're weak or something mm-hmm. right but that's like a For most people, people are conditioned to be people pleasers. Right. Let's be a team player. Right. Right. Let's try to reach consensus, especially the newer generation. Right. Like our generation, we still got that.
0: As like first generation immigrants. Right. We, we needed to, we needed to do things correctly because we were the reasons our parents migrated right and so we had two people please we had to do the things they expected us to do even though that you know like growing up my mom wanted me to be a doctor and so that's all I thought about I was like I'm gonna be a doctor (laughs) because that's what my parents United States right so that I could be a doctor and then I got to high school and I was like there's no way I could be a doctor I mean I could barely freaking um I could barely what's it called dissect a frog like or even a worm (laughs) forget a frog (laughs) that's advanced girl yeah and so and then I was like going through a crisis because I didn't know what I was going to do because my entire life I was told I was going to be a doctor and then I realized well that's not what I want to do but then I had no idea what I was going to do and so it's those kinds of things where you you bend to please others, and then you have no idea what your true purpose is. Right. I think definitely, like I know a lot of our listeners are also first
1: generation or second generation, right? Um, we were asked to validate their choices, right? To make their struggle worth it. Right. Right. Therefore, we're not living in our purpose, we're living in their purpose, right? And like the um, the hardest thing to do sometimes is to tell people, no, like your happiness is not dependent on me. Your happiness is your responsibility. It's not my responsibility. And you can get mad, but you're not really mad at me. Right. It's it's also hard to understand that. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes, yeah, sometimes like you've done wrong and you need to like, Oh, no, it's my bad. Right. That's part of the self-reflection, but sometimes they're not really mad at you. They're mad at their own choices. Right. Like, Maybe they're mad because they did have, you know, first generation parent, like they had to work, right? And they were hoping that this life would be easier. But like the US is not an easy place to come and live.
0: <laughs> and I think a lot of people think that. Like, you know, we go to the United and we're gonna be The United Aki, Palonu United, and it's gonna be amazing. And then it's like uh no you gotta work and you're probably working harder here than you would have had to stayed where you was at
1: they did I mean they did I mean but it's like it's a give and take right like
0: mm-hmm.
1: they would have you know poverty this is what I tell people poverty in another country is not the same as poverty in the United States right. poverty in, in a third world country is extreme poverty. Many, right. I mean, now I think the U.S. is getting to a point where we're about a third world country right now mm-hmm. in this current state that we're in. We're getting closer to that every day. But you know, when we were growing up back in the eighties and nineties, like if you were poor, you were still rich,
0: right? In Compared to yeah,
1: yeah, you're still rich, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the amount of work that it took to be poor in the United States. Right? Like you worked so hard just to be work two, three jobs. Right. To be poor. Yeah. But in you know, respective home countries of our parents, right? If you were poor, it's just because there was like there was you weren't working to be poor. You weren't working. Right. Right. And if you were working, you the the problem there is that there were no jobs. Right. And the jobs that were available paid shit. right? Right. And really. Um, there wasn't an expectation that people would have to like work that hard to survive. Right. And, you know, and because our, because of cultural dynamics, like also like where one family lives right like right. the way that that families were structured to live together right to support each other it's something that was brought over to the United States a lot. but it's not the same it's it was a lot harder for them to make a life here so yeah they're like make it worth it make right. make make my sacrifice all those I jobs was, I had
0: literally took the word out of my mind I was like it was a sacrifice yeah make, they made and then it's like how are you gonna make good on that sacrifice right
1: and it's like I didn't choose for you to come here <laughs> No,
0: thank you <laughs> yeah right thank you
1: but I didn't I didn't say I wanted
0: to be here. I didn't tell you I wanted to come here.
1: I really would have enjoyed Paris, to be honest with you. I would have enjoyed Paris, is all I'm saying. Like,
0: (laughs) I probably could have had. Couldn't have we gone to Spain or something?
1: I mean, of all the choices. Of all. If you had vision, vision, right? Like, we didn't choose this life, right? We came into this life. And so it's not our responsibility to make, you know, their lives necessarily worth it. But, it, but, but that also goes to, now we carry that trauma, we carry that shadow work into our jobs. Right. And so, you know, you and I have a, a little bit of an HR background. And I saw people pleasing be at the root of a lot of issues, mm-hmm. right? Like for directors, many times, you know, they want to meet their goals that they're not telling their main boss, hey, like that's an unrealistic goal.
0: Right, right. And
1: then not standing up and just saying like, "Hey, I want to get there, but I don't have the tools or the resources." Right. right. So they end up failing, and then they also end up driving their employees nuts because their staff nuts because they're like considered like middle management's Tough. Oh, middle management's the you worst place to no be. No one. <laughs> yeah, you got no friends. No, you got no friends.
0: Like this, the upper you've got upper management that has really no idea of what goes on in the day to day, like the base level people, like your, your entry level folks, they just have these goals and then they expect you to make it happen. Right. And then you're like, how am I going to tell these entry level people to make this happen so that I can make my boss happy? And you're, you're stuck trying to make everybody happy. Right. And the biggest advice I give to folks, and I've seen like successful people
1: at this. And I've seen people that like I mean, they get away with it, but like, they're not happy and they're like right. stressed. They're stressed. spend you
0: end up working longer hours to right. fill in the gaps because you're trying to make the goal and.
1: Right. It's the folks that are people pleasing in their jobs. They don't want to like their boss to be mad at them. They don't want their coworkers to be mad at them. Right. So they just don't say anything. And they agree to everyone, even if they don't want conflict.
0: to be looked at as like a failure. Right. We don't right. want to fail. God forbid we fail. Um. And so we don't we don't want to do that in front of people and so we work twice as hard you know what i'm thinking too it's like um
1: the real lesson of the day thank you jesus thank you the real (laughs) lesson of the day is the acceptance of failure Mm -hmm. because really it's listen there's all types like yeah like you want to you know i remember as a kid my mom at one point, cause I would try everything. Cause you've got that curiosity of a kid that you wanna try right. everything, right? I remember there was a point where my mom was like, you just start something you never finish it. The next thing you start, you better finish it, right? Like you better finish it, right? I'm sure every kid has had this conversation with their parent at some point, yeah. right? And I'd be like, she's not supportive. She doesn't want me to live, right? Like, but you know, like now in retrospect, she was like, I got to work fucking five jobs for your stupid ass and you can't even like, something." and you're yeah. not even Ivy league at fifth grade. How dare you? Like you <laughs> total failure, right? Um, but um, I think that that was especially for children of immigrants, I think really like hammered in that we had to succeed at everything that we did. Right. That failure- worked work
0: twice as hard right that failure
1: became something that we're not comfortable with but guess what we did become comfortable with self-sabotage right right like stopping ourselves from even taking the opportunity because we were afraid of failing Mm -hmm. right and sometimes failing is really a success failure is where you learn a lot of things not all failures sometimes you should have said no
0: Right. Sometimes but that's really should, the lesson then, that you should, right. should, should have just said no. Learn no. to say no, right. But sometimes, you know, I've, I've met
1: a lot of entrepreneurs that in failure learned how to make their product better. In failure learned um, like money strategies that they weren't even thinking about. Like sometimes they failed to get a loan and they ended up getting a better loan right because they learn how to like how to craft their pitch even better right and so like I think a lot of people shy away from failure and they do that by like self-sabotaging because they're afraid of failing and I see that a lot with folks like um they don't want to go to school because they're afraid like oh I, I might fail right like I, I might fail I may not finish
0: or even just like the embarrassment right yeah um my oldest just turned 14 and so he's in he's into that space now where he's like you know you want to fit in at 14 you don't want to and so sometimes he won't raise his hand because he's afraid of having the wrong answer and I'm like but how are you gonna learn right and that's the, a lot of us we're afraid to do the thing because we don't want to look stupid right. and we carry that on into adulthood
1: we do and that's like a lot of shadow work that we have to do and mm-hmm. This might be full circle because we might have talked about this in the first half. I don't remember what we talked about in the first (laughs) half, but like part of the energy of last year, right. And being so much in our feelings last year, right. Mm -hmm. Is realizing all those opportunities that we didn't take. Right. All those places that we didn't go. Yeah. All those college courses that we never, like that degree that many people never got. Mm -hmm. Right. It was like really in your face. And the reality is that we have the opportunity to do them at any point, right? But like, we lack the action to do it. And some people took that and said like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna take the opportunity. Now I got time,
0: right? right? And some people still didn't. Or even the people who had a great business idea, but were afraid to take a leap. And then because of the pandemic, they ended up losing their job anyway and yeah, and so now they were able to take the leap because they were laid off because they had all their options taken or they felt right. like all their options
1: were taken from them, right that that was the last resource and they had like well I have nothing to lose
0: exactly where it's like people are afraid to actually do something if they feel like they have they're losing out on something Right. But even like learning something new or doing something new you are going to sacrifice you're sacrificing time energy um you know it is a sacrifice and so it's like are you willing to do to do it
1: Right. and it's like because I'm competitive so I don't necessarily want to like normalize failure because homegirl don't fail okay <laughs> but um I think that as a society, we kind of need to normalize failure a little bit as part of our growth. Right. Right. Like, um, you know, for a country that likes to pride itself on being very corporate and entrepreneurial, right, that only happens through failure, right? Like, but failure is not okay at the same time. Like, we get these mixed messages of like, oh, you can't fail, but like, it's like fail behind closed doors or whatever. Right, and you can't yeah. talk about it because you know. I mean, like, and there's things that we'll say, like, you know, don't tell everybody your business, right? Because right. not, you know, there's there's spiritual reasons why we might say that. But I think that in that process, as human beings, we forget that we still need somebody to talk to through our failure. Right, especially for a different perspective too. Like mm-hmm. I tell I tell people all the time, like the twenties is the time to fuck up. Like if there is a time in your life,
0: there it yeah
1: do it in your 20s because by the time you're 30 everybody forgets about it if you're still fucking right. up on your That's 30s maybe because I'm still in my 30s but I mean towards the end of it I might that be like sense, too close to things you know but I say I tell people like listen if you're gonna get a divorce get in your 20s because by the time you're 30 ain't nobody gonna care right <laughs> and it's like oh you were like young and school? stupid yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were young and stupid right 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 you know <laughs> if you're gonna a- Whatever you're gonna do, just do it because like you, you're you given the option in your 20s to like fail. Like that's your whole 20s is to figure out who you are. Right. Right. Most 20 year olds feel like they have to fi- know who they are. Like they should have just
0: arrived. And I'm just and like- And I think uh, that has to do with that first generation trauma too. I swear we have to like coin the term at this point because, you know, we were raised- Trade market, trademark it? Right. <laughs> should we? We should trade it. Because I feel like we were stuck between- two worlds literally like being bilingual people like oh you're bilingual no that means a lot more than what you think because in school things were one way and at home things were expected to be a certain way because of cultural you know parents cultural differences and so even like um, what used to kill me growing up that I still struggle with and I'm still working through is the querida Dios mio right and I cannot be the only one because it's always like, what are people gonna say? But I'm like, you know what? People pay my bills. No. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Who it's cares? like that, they're gonna be grumpy whether I do it or not. <laughs> right. That that folks, I think. And I'd be
1: curious to know if, like, white families went through this in any right. capacity of like, you know, people are going to talk. So you know
0: you don't want people talking about you right right you, you don't, don't want people knowing like, your business everything even like growing up my mom was like you can't you can't bring too many boys to the house like even if they were friends you know because people talk they would the coming judgment and out and I'm like you're in the house like you're here the judgment <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it was the judgment like perception was everything right like we always right. we always I would always laugh because like and my sister's on this as my as my witness okay i would always laugh as a kid because most parents would be like oh my child's doing great my child's like blah 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 like it was like the best version like my my child's a saint right my mom would be like this bitch did not get uh, a in this class and Yeah, you heard her. You heard her. My mom was like, Like, and my dad too. My dad, as we've gotten older though, now I think my dad is more like, oh yeah, my kids are great, even if we're not, right? But like when we were younger, like my parents were like, Yeah, we're like disappointed in them.
0: Like like, like my mom couldn't do I could have had honor all through high school. My mom's like, she can't do shit right. I'm like, what right? What do you want? Like
1: whatever. I remember, like, I will forever remember this conversation that I walked in on my dad with one of our neighbors, um, whose daughter was, like, definitely a little bit more problematic. Like, she got pregnant really young. Okay. I I think when this conversation happened, she might have already been pregnant, right? Um, And I got in trouble for some, like, real dumb petty shit. Like, I can't even tell you what it was. Like, probably... I don't know. I can't remember what I did. Probably, like, didn't want to take care of Jessica, who's on this call, like, because she's 12 years younger than me. I'd be like, I want right. to live my life, okay? Um, I'm 12, and I've got a social life, right? That that was me. Um, I'm, I was anti-social then, by the way, but I made up a social life to not have to take care of my little sister. Oh, um, God bless. She turned out just fine. Um, but... Uh, I remember like walking into this conversation and like, my dad was like, yeah, like, like, look, look at her. Just look, look at, she, disgrace, disgrace. In Spanish, Spanish right? Saying. Right, like in Spanish. And I'm just like, I'm just walking home from school. Mm-hmm. And I just remember him going like, she's a really good kid. Like his his friend, our neighbor was like, she's a really good Aww. kid. Because in retrospect, right? He was, he was, our neighbor was like us right? He was first generation. His parents were from, you know, Mexico, right?
0: Right. So he understood. He understood. And he was just kind of
1: like, my kid's the problem. Your kid's (laughs) not the problem. My kid's the problem, right? Right? Like, and I'd be like, see dad? And he's like, he uses
0: drugs. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm like, why are are you friends with him? You know? I loved my dad, but my dad's favorite word growing up for me was inutil every time oh god. And he would say <laughs> the trauma right god! Oh and he god. would be like i don't remember he would ask me to do something and i'm like yeah i can't like i don't know how to do it inutil! like that oh always the thing and then i i would you know think about what does that mean in english and i'm like damn useless that's what you call me See, maybe stuff? is
1: that a dominican thing because for like mexicans they'll tell you por pendeja. Por pendeja. <laughs> like it's not even like I can't even tell you folks now no, we're not even talking right. about like this is growing up Bruja basically like what right. makes a good Bruja is trauma let, yes. let us tell you it's trauma and we are traumatized children right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you know like for like the dumbest things like you tripped like you tripped por yeah <laughs>
0: right the coffee spilled over because you didn't catch it in time, right? So now you got to clean the stove. Por Easy. mendiga. Por mendiga. <laughs> like, we had like, we had two versions
1: of pendeja and mendiga, por mendiga. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. We turned out well-rounded. well <laughs> Somewhat. It's
0: crazy because now as a parent, I'm like, I like revisit these things. And I'm like, yo, I would never call my child it's useless. <laughs> even if it's joking, right? Um, Because sometimes he maybe would be joking, but sometimes he'd be really upset. And it would take him a lot to get upset. So don't even ask me what I would do because I don't remember. Just some like dumb shit. And he'd be like, hey, you no, know he just got so mad because like I gave him like the wrong, you know, screwdriver or whatever. Right. And it's like, come on,
1: give me a break. But I think like that's the stuff, right? That caused us to react from a place of survival right right like we wanted to survive as children we didn't want to have the stress and the trauma of having our parents yell at us or be disappointed right. in or us.
0: fail because that to me was like a failure so you didn't want to have that feeling of failure and so you would do whatever you could to avoid that
1: right and then this is why in our 30s we're doing shadow work right because now we got to undo all that stuff because while it served us served us in that time and space,
0: Mm -hmm. right,
1: Um, unchecked, it causes us a lot of issues, like, I still see a lot of 30-year-olds still pleasing their parents, and being miserable, like, being miserable, like, they're in a, like, I know so many, um, specifically girls that I went to high school with, Um, you know that were first generation married to to be honest they're probably like their quote-unquote high school sweetheart just because they like got married young right Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but like living a life that I know they're not happy because they told me they're not happy I'm not making an assumption right but it's just like you know like I'm like well we just leave or like go do something else or go to school or whatever and be like oh no like I'm I'm in a comfortable job Right. And it makes my parents happy. And now I support them and they live with me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's a lot. That's, I mean, I, I made it very clear. Like- I want to support my parents, but like, I got to be able to
0: support myself. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know, I think that's the part where we put ourselves last in order to. And then you find like, oh, I'm, I'm being nurturing, but you're not nurturing yourself. Right. Which is important to do first. And it's not about being selfish because, you know, then you'd hear that a lot growing up god forbid you make a decision that does not align with the their vision and then you be you are you're selfish and you're not thinking of anyone else and and um, i mean oh, that's I, shaming mm-hmm. that's the shaming like my mom and i would argue about what college i was going to go to when i was still like a junior and we would argue because i'm like i don't want to go there i want to go here and she'd yell because that's not where she, you know she'd want me to go. And I'm being selfish. I'm like, how am I being selfish? (laughs) Because I want to go to one college and not the other. Like that doesn't even make sense.
1: My dad still fights with me about leaving to another state for college.
0: That's hilarious.
1: Like he still doesn't understand why I had to leave. Like doesn't California have good universities? I don't get it. I'm like, they do.
0: New York has good universities.
1: I'm like, they do but I need 3000 miles of space. So New York, it was for Cynthia, right? Like uh yeah. that was my dream growing mm-hmm. up. Right. Um, but yeah, like, and I, and I hear this all the time, like they, a lot of kids, especially a first generation, right. will stay close to home because we're taught that like, you don't leave the house until there's a marriage right. or you don't leave the house until like, this is done. And you're completely like independent, you know, like graduate or whatever i well, mean not because for na- una niña buena does not live by herself either, right. right that's exactly what it is i mean as a total side note folks if you're in high school about to go to college it is much cheaper to stay home as a total but side it's, note okay it is safe. it is, it is right. much cheaper to stay home right um and there's like health benefits that go along with that as well right mm-hmm. i i do want to say that and
0: um but also sometimes you gotta weigh your pros and cons right is this out of state school worth it does it have whatever major you're thinking of I mean so it's more than that um I mean yeah financially it might make
1: a lot of sense but does it even make sense emotionally right right well you have a level of a dependence right if you if you stay home that you would have if you were to like leave the area Mm -hmm. right um And those are all things that should be weighed and it's part of the growth, right? So, Jay, if somebody needs to do shadow work, right? Mm -hmm. What is one thing you would recommend as like a first step? One, identifying, like once they've identified, you know, that there's work that they need to do, maybe they've realized that they are doing a lot of people pleasing.
0: Yeah. I mean, therapy is always a good thing. It's normalized therapy. Um, You know, journaling is also Mm -hmm. something you can do to try to get it out to uh, to um you know just kind of piece everything together so that you can then read it back and understand it and you know maybe add to that as because it's not going to be like an overnight thing where you're going to write one one entry and you're done you know this is going to be months even where you're still piecing things together about why this triggers you or what this means or if it goes back to your childhood and it's going to take time to remember those, you know, those things we were just joking about. I mean, it it took, I know it took me some time to realize, dang, that's where this comes from, you know? I want to
1: highlight something that you said, which is like one normalized therapy. And then the main thing I actually want to highlight is that it's not like an overnight thing. It's a process and it takes time. Sometimes you're like, you think you've identified, you've identified I I have a problem saying no to people and setting up boundaries, right? right? That's like, that's the action, that's the reaction, right? But what's the cause that makes you react that way? And that's the work, right? Mm -hmm. The, The work is in figuring out what's causing you to react and healing those parts of yourself so that you feel secure and send, setting up boundaries, right? And like right. some people, once you have identified what maybe what the cause is, right, because I could say like, you know, uh, people sometimes have a hard, some people have a hard time setting boundaries, you know, a few reasons. One is like, maybe they feel like they're missing out on an opportunity. So they'll say yes to everything. And that right. might be because they felt like they lost out as a child, right? right. Sometimes it's about being liked, mm-hmm. you know, um,
0: Therapy, sometimes it's, it's not being liked
1: right right not being liked right and then sometimes it's like a survival like they were taught to say yes out of survival right mm-hmm. which is an, another trauma that needs to be fixed right once you've identified that like you can work with different tools like the therapy the talking it through right figuring out tool, other tools that work for you
0: affirmations right yeah reading. Um, books too. Um, reading
1: oh my god sometimes, yes
0: like even if you read a whole book and you just get like one gem And you're like, man, and it could be, you know, any book from anybody, they don't have to be, um, you know, black or brown, It just whatever speaks to you. And oh my God, I remember I was listening to this book and I don't think I finished it. I might have, I I need to get it in print because there were some good gems in there, but it was um, by yourself, the fucking Lily, I think. Oh my God yes about book. functional childhood okay and she is what is she like a network executive mm-hmm. of like one of the major networks um in New York City but man just like listening to that and I'm like she went through it between her mom her dad her sister um and she was just a dumpster fire in her 20s and she was able to do that. That's like the perfect example of how you do the shadow work um, and really put it out there to piece those things back together. Because listening to it made me think like, damn, yeah, maybe there are some things that I need to revisit, you know? Listen, um,
1: the other day, like earlier this month, like so like, I, I think shadow work goes up until you're dead like that's part Forever. of life yeah it's like it's, like it's like part healing. of life it's reflection it. you're never right? healed yeah. and also like as brujas like we're very aware that we're not only healing ourselves in this lifetime we're healing generational trauma too so like it's coming yeah. up for us because you know the best thing that could happen is that you heal something in this lifetime that something from another lifetime is popping up because that means you're healing a, an ancestor right and exactly. that is real work right um but i'm like I've been in a good place, technically in a good place for a few years, right? Like, you know, I, you know, I did heavy therapy in my late 20s because you know, I'm also like diagnosed with OCD, so I overthink. I'm an overthinker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, I've been good. Like I've been able to like maintain and like I've got all these good tactics, right? Like I've got like all Whoa. these things, right? Yeah. All these things, that I'm good. Like and I've been doing my shadow work, but like doing the shadow work on other things, right? The other day, Instagram read my ass so fucking hard. No, it was TikTok. I lie because I haven't been on Instagram. It was TikTok. Of course, TikTok is like the ultimate therapist. Facts, For real. Facts, right? So I'm on TikTok and it says, um, you know, people that find themselves scrolling for hours through instagram are usually children that will read books for hours yeah. right and now have found a way to disassociate Ooh. through tiktok right she said that's better than i did but the key word here is that i, I used to read and i was an avid reader Me too avid reader as a child um and even into my 20s like really before social media i think this is why we became bloggers right like we would read so much that of course like when you get to a certain point those juices flow and you want to write because that's like right. the next step right that i now don't really read as much i probably read like you know i read i do read but i'm reading a lot of stuff for work i'm reading like you know all these other things that i'm not reading the way like i for used enjoyment. to
0: yeah same or here. enjoyment
1: or quote-unquote enjoyment mm-hmm. really i would read to disassociate because my i felt like my life not, I mean like and this is not like a reflection of my parents it's a reflection of the 80s and the 90s right mm-hmm. and how we were raising children in the 80s and the 90s right that I was reading to get away
0: oh, I or I was reading did.
1: about the foreign yeah. lands mm-hmm. the princesses right I was right? reading about like all that stuff With to get away. right right you know of like you know rich parents coming in because they were adopted <laughs> like all this stuff right season one folks or is it season two? Season two is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I was reading to disassociate and now as an adult where I have to do a lot of reading for work, I find myself disassociating from reading because it, it brings on responsibility and things I don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. Then now you'll find me on TikTok just scrolling endlessly to disassociate. Right. So I read my ass and I was just like, shit, that's shadow work I have to do. What am I disassociate? I had to identify what I was disassociating from and why I chose to disassociate in that way, right? And a lot of it has to do is because I'm a hermit and like, you know, the other ways that most people disassociate, which is like talking to other people. I'm like, yeah, not for me. Thank you. Have a good day. Come back another year. Thank you. Like that. that's not work that I want to do, right? Um, but yeah, like it, it goes on. And like, even if you think you're fine right now, and it's okay to just be fine in the moment and just be right. like, listen, I need to be toxic cause I can't be, cause yes, you don't need to be working on yourself 24 seven. That right. shit. You need a break. Oh my God, you need a break. You'll drive yourself insane. Mm-hmm. I have some friends. I love them to death. This is not shit talking them, but shit talking them. Okay. Mm-hmm. They shall go unnamed. Um, They work on themselves 24 seven.
0: They're always taking a class. They're always taking something and that's okay. But then sometimes I wonder, what are you running from? Right? This is why you and I are co-hosts. Okay. (laughs) This is why you and I are co-hosts. Thank you, bestie. Say it again. Say it again. (laughs) It's like people make themselves so busy to avoid the actual work. It's like, girl, you're paying hundreds of dollars for all these classes. All you got to do is sit with yourself for like five minutes for free to figure out what the heck is going on. I have a friend that's a psychic that took psychic classes. Oh, that's hard. But that could also be like a self-confidence issue. It's not feeling worthy. Yeah. And that's a toxic trait. Yeah. Why is
1: it that you don't feel worthy? Even though you've got like, you have to have everybody validate you. Right. worth, right? Um, But to the point, it's like this constant, like this constant self-improvement sometimes is avoidance in itself. Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not sometimes it's actually necessary work sometimes self-improvement is a 20-year journey so you're always going to be taking those classes because it's something that you have to work on yes I do validate that right um but sometimes you you and I might be completely wrong for this and I'm willing to own it if somebody can prove it to me sometimes it's okay to sit in your talk your toxicity for two months just sit in it right Allow yourself to be who you need to be in that moment without having to self-improve, without having to fix yourself. Right. Allow yourself to be who you need to be or want to be because that allows your body to refresh. You don't want to be complacent and get to this place where you're also never working on yourself, right? But I'm known for sometimes I'm just like, you know, I went through a year. Like I remember going from my 20s into my 30s you cannot talk to me about taking a class. I was a like, I,
0: That's
1: hard. I, I was like, I have two masters. I have taken all these energy healing courses. I have taken shamanic trainings. I have done all this shit. Do not talk to me about any training. I don't care how great the person is, what I have to learn. I don't want to fucking do it. Even at work mm-hmm. to the point where at work, they'd be like, oh, Cynthia, if you take this training, you can get higher pay. I'm like, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> thanks I gotta I do gotta
0: what more money thank you
1: <laughs> I'll figure it out somewhere else because yeah. I'm not taking no class
0: oh my god right
1: that was my toxic love when I dragged it on a little too long mm-hmm. like I probably needed to stay there for my through my Saturn return but I should have ended when I turned 30 and I was just like I'm gonna drag this on for a little <laughs> bit right like just stretch it out right um but you know like I was able to identify like all you right you've, you've been in this space for too long you need to like really start getting trained again and mentored by others right because you need Mm -hmm. to like you're not we're always students and you have to to come an acceptance of that too right we're learning through life Mm -hmm. um but it's okay to sit in that in that space for a little bit to not always be in self-improvement because it it is draining work and you just have to be kind to yourself even if it's for like a day that you choose to do it where you don't have to do something that you're actively approving on
0: right it's okay to just sit there and watch tv oh my god by the way the new svu or not svu the new law and order i was gonna say the svu i'm like waiting until the end of the season to watch because the whole covid thing i'm like listen i'm living in it i don't i don't need i don't need this total sidetrack can i just tell you how stupid they are about how they talk about it About how they explained to Jose about it. I am the Virgo, and also,
1: like, and also, I used to work on sets, right? So, Mm -hmm. I'm already going in my head, like, what motherfucking, you know, rep allowed that shit to happen, okay? Because everybody else has a mask except for the two main characters, and they're talking to everybody. I'm like, bitch I already know what you look like a that ain't realistic on. I'm not allowed to go nowhere near. listen I am listen. not allowed to go
0: near <laughs> anyone without a mask take a struggle either one you avoid you ignore that it's COVID right because it's TV it's oh, science, it do it. Jay, or in. or you go with it all the way you do it thank you but don't
1: half-ass it that's Just why I can't watch it. the show right now I'm like I'm waiting it I'm became waiting. very distracting It did it became very distracting because I'm just like either because to your point, either you're going to do it or you're not. Like either everybody's gonna wear a mask or no, like because it's also like they're they're like ice tea is walking through the whole fucking precinct with the mask on, gets in front of you know Olivia Benson. Let me take my mask off to talk to you. (laughs) The person. Is getting traumatized with a
0: mask on. You know what drives me crazy? They lost a crew member in the beginning of the pandemic. They lost a crew member. And you're going to be sitting here to the side. To the side. You
1: lost somebody. As a former field rep, going like, who's the rep right now? I need to talk to them. What money are they taking to have allowed this shit to happen? And I hope it's it's the money. It's, I, it's horrible stuff. and it's like I it's like also like you're talking about the pandemic without like it does it's
0: not realistic I need things to be realistic
1: right And the thing
0: back. Me, you know a lot of us are going through pandemic fatigue and so that's what which is one of the reasons why I'm, I'm avoiding watching all those shows um like this is us and SVU mm-hmm. and there's oh and Grey's Anatomy like I'm not watching them because I'm living it I don't want to see it again I don't want right. to relive this So I'm watching like old stuff. Right. I'll go on Netflix and I'll watch old shows. Like I was just watching How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Just something
1: light. I woke up at three o'clock this morning
0: and watched Blossom. I love that. I should. I should watch Blossom. I'm telling you. You know that's a good way too to do shadow work because it takes you back to the age that you were in. You know, Mm -hmm. and what was going on around that time for you. Um, especially if you feel like oh when I was like 14 15 I was going through it watching shows like blossom or whatever you used to watch would help you you know get to it to the bottom of it because it'll trigger things it'll definitely trigger things it triggered sleep for me because <laughs> there's no, no reason I, I, loved up at 3:00 the I loved both both who the did, Lawrence brothers who did not like what Joey Lawrence other brother's name
1: I don't know, but he wasn't as hot. Matthew. Slot. Yeah, Matthew. I was. liked
0: him too. He was in the other show. I liked everybody. I liked everybody.
1: You were hot to trot, Jay. You <laughs> were hot to trot. This is why your mom was so worried about on la gente, because she knew you were hot to trot. Okay. Yes, Maybe your I mom see. was
0: right. I liked everybody. All them child um actors. You name them probably oh like god remember Bop magazine? Yes. Shut up, and Big Bopper. Don't get me started. <laughs> I used to get those for my birthday. My cousin would gift me like a whole year of Big Bopper magazine or whatever it was. And they would come with the posters. Yes. Girl, my whole wall used to Devin be Devin like Sawa. Do you remember Devin Sawa? Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: he was in... What movie was he in? He was in the one with Christina Ricci, the ghost Casper. Okay. Right. He was like yeah. the little human form of casper yeah he was like in other stuff too but i don't remember it i, I just remember like that was like the total bruja dream okay casper <laughs> good looking what what if one of these ghosts i'm seeing <laughs> turn into like a good like listen that was like the dream okay the
0: mm-hmm. dream yeah that's so funny
1: think about it i bet you all the brujas right now from like the 90s are going like yeah that makes this is why we had a crush on that kid because he probably yeah. wasn't that good looking, like in I don't retrospect. Think any
0: of them really were. Joey Lawrence was.
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I don't like him in the older
0: age. No. But younger him was cute. Mm-hmm. Mario Lopez was cute. Oh my God. I just finished watching Save by the Bell, like the reboot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all in it. Mm-hmm. They all make appearances except for Screech. Well, um, yes. in- yeah. But it was, it's a cute show. But then it t- again, it takes you back, you know. So tips for folks. We drag, I love how we're like, yeah, we'll make this a quick show. We're like dragging it on to over it's be an
1: hour. mad fast, less than an hour. Listen, folks, um, if you have shadow work to do, mm-hmm. one, take a moment to acknowledge that you've acknowledged that you have a problem. <laughs> right, that's the that first you, step. That's, that's the first, the first step. step. Listen, you know how many people go through this life without realizing they have a problem they think everybody else is the problem right, right? Ooh, I'm so- sometimes there yeah sometimes right um but um once you acknowledge that it's uh you know some tips it's you know going to therapy if you need it if you want it mm-hmm. right uh reading has helped us a lot like reading books right because mm-hmm. you know for some folks i also want to acknowledge that therapy um although i believe it should be is a right and should be accessible to everybody not it's not accessible to
0: everybody right, it's right? Expensive.
1: so uh sometimes you got to do a little self-therapy until you get to a place where you can you can be able to pay for the therapy right? right so definitely and and to be honest sometimes we're used as therapists and we're not there i always make that very clear like we're right, not a therapist, right? right. we may act in a capacity that a therapist might like there is moments where we give you a glimpse of what really good therapy could, could be like. like
0: yeah, <laughs> right? or it could look like.
1: Right. But like, we're not therapists, right? And, and we're like a one-time thing. You're not coming to us, you know, once Maybe. or twice a month or whatever, right? right? Um, But definitely looking at that, doing some reading, um, you know, I think, uh, and then working through it and having patience with yourself, knowing that it's not going to like, you're not going to fix yourself in a week. Right it takes it takes a while it takes decades upon decades upon decades and then when you think you're fixed something else pops up like it always does
0: yeah and I feel like I get epiphanies when I'm not thinking about it you know when I'm watching a show or reading a book and it's something just triggers a response where I'm like wow I didn't think about it like that right you know, like, so you don't have to like work so hard at it because it will come eventually. What you know, it's all about timing too. It'll happen when you're scrolling on TikTok at one o'clock in the morning. That's when it'll yeah, happen. It called out.
1: Called out, <laughs> left on red, and then discreetly putting your phone away like they weren't talking to you. Right. So you could deal with it, like, it in the well, morning. Time for bed now. Where's that little reminder from TikTok? You've been scrolling for a while. Right you know? Oh my gosh. Okay. Have I fixed my TikTok addiction? No, I have done less.
0: I know. I go through spurts where I'll, I'll have like a day or two where I don't go on. And then I'll have like another day or two where I'm just my, just scrolling off and on all day. So yeah. moments.
1: I definitely have my moments. What I find is that definitely what I, what that, what that TikTok video did for me is that it highlighted that I'm usually on TikTok specifically, right, in my moments of anxiety.
0: Oh, that makes sense.
1: Right, because I'm an overthinker. I'm diagnosed with OCD. So I thought I had my shit in check. Right. right. I really thought I had my shit in check. What I realized is that I do spend a lot of time doing nothing. That's a beautiful thing to say. I do spend a lot of time doing nothing in terms of like, I spend a lot of, I do a lot of self-meditation, like I do a lot of meditation throughout the day. Mm -hmm. that I actually might have been overdoing it it's it goes back to like the over over um, self-improvement sometimes Mm -hmm. right I was doing maybe a little too much and leaving myself in spaces where I was still overthinking to the point where like you know there's normal thinking about something and then there's OCD thinking about something and I was going into the OCD thing right like I can't have a normal conversation with my parents or anybody in my family and if they're not feeling well like I'm sure my parents think like she does not care about us but like I literally spend the rest of the day going like their voice sounded off yeah are they okay and I don't take it personal like it's not about like did I piss them off that's where I used to be in my right. like, younger years right in this life I'm like are they dying Was this their final goodbye
0: Aww.
1: no because now I live in this space of like right. I know this right like I know the signs are getting older and I'm just like spirit talk to me
0: you're so funny
1: yeah so um do the you know like it'll come to you as an epiphany like Mm -hmm. it did for me through tiktok epiphany (laughs) (laughs) um and you know like look at resources you know like you know like not for nothing if if anything has come out of this social media stuff is that there's so many resources out there And, and there's, there's actually, before I forget, we should mention this, there are Black, Latinx, um, there's basically um, Black, Indigenous, people of color networks, and you got to look under the right network, right, of what you identify as,
0: um,
1: that help with therapy. You know, last year, when everything was going down, uh, there was a lot of, a lot of therapists that stepped up to give free therapy right mm-hmm. or like um, sliding
0: scale and I think a lot of them are still doing that
1: yeah a lot of them I feel can are.
0: afford
1: yeah I think a lot of them are still and I think that if, if if they're not I'm sure you can find the one that is right um just to get you started and, and move you there so that's definitely it if you're having so let's let's wrap it up Jay since it's been an hour <laughs> and a half <laughs> to do shadow work, do that. Yeah. If you're having crazy dreams, look at yourself because it's probably shadow work. And <laughs>
0: and <it's a> journal, <laughs> journal, yes. journal, journal so you can see the patterns.
1: Yes. And I hope that your energy is better than it was for us last week. It's matching. Oh, you know what? Aries is in Mercury. Mm hmm. It just. Maybe, not- yeah. And we've got some transits coming sure. up, actually. Pluto's Mercury is in
0: Aries. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Aries is a Mercury. What did Right, it say? and I was like, "How does that work?" <laughs> it works, Jay. It works. <laughs> I can't work. Yeah, I'm like usually this, the one getting all the signs confused, so I don't know. I
1: listen. I got the I got the the two things right. Yeah, it was just just out of order. order. I say things backwards. <laughs> it's because I'm bilingual. Yeah. it's not. Folks. It's because I can't speak. I can't, never oh, happened.
0: been, I'm, whatever.
1: Um, but yeah, um, there's transits going on. Um, so I hope your energy is better than ours was last week. I hope it's matching our much more improved energy this week. Um, and until next time, folks, bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.
1: Enjoy today's podcast. Make sure to give us the five-star rating and follow us on Instagram at Modern Bruja Podcast. Bye-bye.